Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. How are you today, Pastor? I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm doing all right, you know. Jumping from one meeting to another, you know, that's the life of this dude trying to get it popping. You feel me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, And I think that's the life that not everybody understands of uh, a pastor is that you do. You don't just do Sunday. Right. You do every day. Right. So how is that with like creating? Is it hard to create boundaries? For me? Yeah, but I've I've watched some of my peers create um, strong effective boundaries, but I'm just like this, I want to say energizer bunny type Mm -hmm. guy that have a hard time saying no. Mm. And then I am accessible to so many people. Yeah. Cell phone, email, social media. And if I see a need, it's hard for me to say, let somebody else tend to it and and not me intervening. So I need to set boundaries more. Um, I need to set more boundaries and then stick to it. Because mm. like Mondays is like, yo, day off. Yeah. But I think I worked all day Monday. Really? Yeah. Like on like other stuff like church meeting, Bible study. Um, just a lot of different other writings that I had to do for other organizations and stuff like that. So it's just, it's just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. And it's like, because you see the need and you want to support that need, you still need to have time to do the things that you need to do. Like you said, plan for Bible study, plan sermon series, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, plan these, uh, the leadership conversations for those in leadership roles, as well as the ministers. So, right. yeah, sounds like you need another full-time staff member. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come work for me? Huh? Do you want to come work for me? Uh, I cost a lot these days. I uh, know. That's what I'm saying. I got to, we to give it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. But it's, you know, but it's good because we're doing really good work. And I think that that's that's the blessing that comes from all of it, because you can see the fruits of the of your labor. Right. And, you know, it is it is tiresome. There are glimpses of light. There's glimpses of hope. And um, and I'm sure you've you've circled back to even old scriptures. Um which is kind of what we'll talk about here today um, in this sermon series. So welcome everyone to MTZ Overflow Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Thorpe. I'm here with our pastor, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen. Gotta welcome him in with noise. I gotta get an arrow. I gotta get that sound. I gotta find it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just play it. 
And so we are in the final sermon series uh, for July of Mental Health Month, and it's titled, I Am Healed. Um, and the title of this is, I Got This. So we've gone through a series of affirmations of I'm healed, I'm free, I am committed, which as we've talked about in previous uh, podcasts, we've dove deeper into those. If you want to learn more, go back and re-listen. Um, but yeah, today is like, I got this kind of like, we've done this work, we've done this reflection and it's like, we can do this. And, uh, you talk, the scripture is Philippians 4, 13, and you, you mentioned that it's fresh water from a dry, from an old well, excuse me. And because this scripture, for those that don't know, it is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, it's very, it's a very popular scripture. Uh, I know when I was going through school, we learned it like backwards and frontwards, um, used it a lot in a lot of the things that we did. Uh, and so with a scripture like this, looking for that fresh water from an old well, is that, how challenging is that? It's, uh, you know, you, you have to put on your creative thinking cap <laughs> mm-hmm. because, you know, you've, you've um, heard it in so many ways. And I think I've preached from this scripture before. So it's just being creative, being intentional of looking at the scripture differently and trying to pull out um, different aspects of the text and apply them to the current context in which I was preaching in when it comes to mental health. And so that's that what allowed me to use this text. You know, I could preach the same text every Sunday, mm-hmm. but from a different perspective each week and still get something new. Mm-hmm. Right. And because the Bible is, is just so versatile, versatile like that, that you're able to do those types of things. And and that's what just trying to get some fresh water from an old well. A scripture that is very familiar to a lot of people, uh, one that many people have heard before at some point in their lifetime or even seen, uh, especially when it comes to like sports Mm -hmm. and things like that, you can always, somebody always quoting Philippians 4.13. And so that's why I was trying to bring a new light to it. Yeah, and we have a sports example later and just to kind of like bring a new light to, to the text. Um, but I really do like that you set us up with um, these affirmations and they're meant for us to reiterate them and to speak them to ourselves. These right. can almost be put up like on a post-it note or on mm-hmm. a vision board of just, you know, how they, how we can apply these to our everyday life uh, and our relationship with God. Uh so for to keep with our kind of tradition with like context so who's so this is david right david is writing this which i will say from i would have not david paul paul is writing okay because i was gonna say i was like i feel like paul wrote to the church in philippi but you know you know i I didn't i didn't go to school for this so i just it's all good (laughs) that's why that's why i'm here that's why i'm here i'm here for you just for me that's so precious thank you so much so 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 paul is writing to to this church what is what's happening in philippi why is paul writing to this church why is he telling them that 
you know, he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. Right. So, so what's going on though, Paul is a missionary. He's, he has gone around, uh, to, to, um, various countries and started churches and this one church is in philippi and he's there just trying to encourage them and you can just see throughout the writings to the church in philippi the common theme for the whole chapter is joy i mean for the whole book is joy uh mm. but he's just uh talking to them about some things that he's been through some things that he's endured um this fourth chapter is just like it's full of help and hope uh, it says, uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God. Right. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Uh, it, uh, then it tells us, think on things that are positive. And then he just speaks to them and thank them for their generosity. It's just uh, Paul writing uh, to these particular churches and these epistles that he writes to Colossians, to Philippi, Corinth. Thessalonia, these various churches across the um, across the uh, Europe and Asia that he's writing to to give them um, hope in the midst of their trials because they are a new religion in a time in which um, they were killing Christians, people that believed in Jesus Christ, they were killing them. So he's living them hope, and he's letting them know, hey, I. Of all the things in the world that that I can do, I can do all of them. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can do them is if I am connected to Jesus Christ. So that's uh, where we basically are here in this text. Okay. So he's so words of encouragement. Um, I I will say I haven't heard this book titled "A Book of Joy" before. Mm-hmm. So that that gives me new lenses and new perspective on, on this, this book. Right. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, so looking at our first hour, <laughs> I believe this is ours <laughs> as we continue to do this. <laughs> uh, say I've learned to focus on me. So how can, like, how can we say that I got this? We've learned to focus on me. Um, and you talk about how Paul is in prison for preaching the gospel, which, you know, knowing Paul's history, he was persecuting the Christians and right. now he's spreading the gospel, you know, being the person that he was persecuting. So, which I don't know fully in the Bible, if it talks about Paul's conflict with that um i know he he has his conversion story but just even thinking of how that shift happens for for paul um that's a different conversation for a different day but i can hit it real fast so okay yeah so you can see it in the book of acts that after his conversion um christians didn't trust him Mm. Mm. right yeah They, they didn't trust him because of his past but he was other than you know the apostles he walked he saw jesus right yeah uh, he, he was with jesus and jesus converts him and after his conversion the uh, the jews the christians did not trust him and it took barnabas barnabas name was names mean encourager he was the one who uh vouched for the actual calling of paul of what he went through and how he had to endure. So yeah, he had to endure some hardships and had to do some uh, disagreements with 
uh, people who were already Christian and he had to prove himself that he was also saved uh, and been changed from his previous work of persecuting the church. Okay, thank you. Thanks for that. Uh, in this point, we learn we learn more about Paul because um, in the verses leading up to this, you talk about how Paul recounts different circumstances he's found himself in. So again, or bringing the biblical characters to us and making it relatable and relevant. Um, talk, can you share like, cause looking at what you suggest or what you shared of like, Paul was hungry, um, he was in need, um, he want, you know, he was striving to be his, he was striving to find the things that in life he was already having, but now he's in prison and trying to just like navigate life. How, what are ways that we need to refocus on ourselves when we're in places of say like disarray or situations that we didn't know how we got ourselves in? How do we, how do we live out this point? Right. We- well, well, speak to Paul and I speak to real life. Paul here, you know, he was saying, I've been through it all. That's what he's basically saying. He said, I know what it is to be hungry. I know what it is to be well-fed. I know what it is to be need. I know it's to be well-off. Uh, but in all situations, no matter the circumstance, I've learned how to be content. All right. He isn't comparing these circumstances to suggest that one is better than the other, but he's using these extremes to highlight that he understand the range of the human experience and the problems in which we face. This is what Paul is saying. But when we look at it for ourselves, when we find ourselves in unwanting situations or undesirable situations, sometimes we have to look at what did I do to get here? Because sometimes we're going we're gonna to blame everybody else. We're going to blame everybody else. You know? Um, uh, we're going to look at, you know, look at how things work. You know, I do a lot of marriage counseling and sometimes the spouses both are not willing to negotiate or to talk. Mm. Right. Uh, so if, if marriage is going to work, it's going to take two people and I'll say, Hey, our marriage not working. I'm not going to counsel you unless both of you say first, I want to work for it. Mm. so i'm mm. like yo if both of you want to work then i help but if only one of you want to work for it there's no use of me helping because whatever i'm telling you all to do it won't be genuine it'll be just one person doing the work um and so when that happens i often tell the person who's agreed to do the work let's see where you went wrong in this yeah let's evaluate um where where you uh have become the issue um, to what's going on to prevent the marriage from working. And so oftentimes we find ourselves losing jobs, uh, broken relationships, uh, uh, losing contracts or things like that, or no one is calling you to do work. Um, If you don't go back and evaluate yourself, um, you'll never truly um, be able to handle the rejection in which you've gone through or the issue in which you're facing. Because you, it's something there that you can improve on. We all are not perfect. So we all have to figure out what's up with me that I'm not getting the results that I desire 
even though I know that person had a hand on hand in preventing me from getting what I wanted. Yeah. Even with that, you still have to go back and evaluate yourself. Who did I trust? What was my prayer life like? Uh, what 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 type of uh, what's my credit score like? Can I improve mm-hmm. on that when it comes to a house or can I prove on my writing skills when it comes to a resume? Right? People are like, I'm going to put in for all these jobs and nobody hired me. You're using the same resume for every job and mm-hmm. it does not it does not match. You feel what I mean? Yep. And so you got to go back and reevaluate what what is what is what's happening with me because that's because that's the only person you can control mm-hmm. you feel me uh that's the that's the only only thing you can control is your actions and what you're putting out and what you're being represented by if you if that's all you can control that's all you can go back and fix you know you can't go back and change anyone else's mind all right. you can do is be a better presentation of who you are so that's why you got to focus on you and sometimes mm-hmm. that can be hard and difficult, especially when you're a people person and always willing to give yourself to others, that sometimes you forget about yourself in the process and you are poured out everything and no one has poured anything into you. And so now you're leading or you're trying to do things on empty. Mm. And it's hard to lead on empty. It's hard to be around people on empty when you've given so much. Um, and so that's what uh, you got to focus on yourself when nobody else pour into you, when no one else uh, is there to help you, you got to learn how to do what David said. You got to learn to encourage yourself. Uh, and that, and that, especially when it comes to mental health, because if you're not focusing on you and you always focus on helping somebody else, getting somebody else, um, um, filling somebody else um, obligations and needs, man, you're going to burn yourself out. Uh, you're going to try to live up to expectations of, of the people and it's going to cause you to go into a lot of mental distress because you're not or you have not arrived to the places that you thought you would be at this point. Um, but uh, it takes it takes work, but got to focus on yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we opened up, you were talking about the responsibilities and things that you have, which I'm sure get you too empty or you're close to empty. So what are the things that you do to encourage yourself and fill yourself back up? Um, you know, I party a lot, you know what I'm saying? Just you, go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get get it. But <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> number one, I have a strong devotional life. Mm. I commit myself to reading the Bible, prayer, and fasting consistently. So that when no one else is pouring into me, I'm pouring into myself. I have to have it because I never know what type of phone call I'm going to receive each day. Mm. Um, so I, um, that's, that's my thing. Um, strong devotional life. Um, sporting events. I like going to Badger games, Bucks, Packers. Um, I go to those as much as I can. Just, you know, that hour and a half, two hours where I don't have to worry about anything, but just mm-hmm. watching the game and sometimes, you know, searching TikTok or something. Well, no, it depends on the, the excitement of the game. Uh, and um, I play my video game. You know, I play a PS5, try okay. to get that in, you know. And uh, I was doing CrossFit, but now I've committed myself to this Peloton. We have a Peloton in the house. And... Um, and right now, you know, I got to I got to get my life together. You know, 
I don't put on too much weight. I got to get this weight up off me. Um, so I've been Same. last four days. I did uh, ten miles every, every morning, right? Twenty minutes, ten miles on the peloton, getting it in. And so, you no, know, just working out is just that moment. That's all you have to worry about is completing that exercise. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't have to worry about uh nothing else. Just completing the exercise. So doing that and uh spending time with my family and um you know we like taking little nice short vacations that's that's great that you've been able to find that because i think at times with our responsibilities of our different roles and the different hats that we wear Mm -hmm. we aren't as intentional with with our time um, to make sure that we do fill our cup um and do those things that will encourage us to um to find that peace and to and be able to do the things that we desire to do and what our responsibilities are um, in those spaces. So what you do? What do I do? Mm, yeah. Um, right now, what I do, I play, uh, I play Sudoku on my, I have Sudoku on my phone. So I like to play like that puzzle game. Um, I've been more intentional on working out and doing, um, I'm doing that. It's been that thing in my life that like ebbs and flows and I need it to be very consistent. Uh, else I do. I will watch. Um, I like to binge watch shows, <laughs> but I usually and I usually do that like at night. So when it's um, when I'm getting ready for bed, cleaning up my room, like I'll have a show on and it's nothing like really thought provoking. It's as much as you talk about you know marriage and how it should be really supported and people need to know what they're getting into I watch shows about people who don't know what they're getting into when it comes to marriage and it's like a reverse of what not to do so it's a lesson in and of itself but uh so I like to watch I like to watch them um so what you binging on now right now I am binging on uh married uh married at first sight Oh, Alex used to love those. Yeah, yeah. 90-day so. ma- marriage, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 90-day fiancé. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. There's, like, before the 90 days, during the 90 days, happy, happily ever after. Mm. There's, like, a single life. Like, there's, like, all of these different um, versions of it. Okay. Um, and what's the biggest piece with it is, you know, you're marrying someone from another country. The cultural piece right those into those americans specifically that understand the culture or are open to learning about the culture from another country tend to have more successful marriages than those that like are constantly fighting against it so to your point of uh during marriage counseling like being open to like what your role is in the point of tension that's a big point of tension for a lot of um couples and you can like feel the now some of it's editing but you can also feel like the cultural clash that happens within those um within um those marriages or engagements but with married at first sight it's again it's a reflection on who you are because you think you know what you want in a marriage you think you know the type of person that you want you think you know what you need but then you these experts as they are called 
give you this person and give you the some challenges that that will come and those people can't handle it they don't want to like bend or adjust their lifestyle they're like oh that person can just fit into my life you know I don't want to I don't want to give up my apartment when we move when we move together I want to keep my apartment you have to live together like what do you mean Mm -hmm. Um, so it's so yeah so I I watch that as like to have conversations with myself of like would that be me when I get married would that not be me I understand what they're saying but eh, probably not right so so I do that um I play basketball um as my schedule allows um I'm gonna join a league this fall um, basketball league yeah yep yep let me know when the games are coming okay they're probably Wednesdays at 7 30 and 8 30 cool right after bible study so right don't embarrass me make sure you go out there and hoop well Okay, I'll try. You all, you know, I'm not a point guard, so I'm only as good as. Hey, you better get the rebounds, get those rebounds, and get it so, in. So yeah, that's a part also where like the the working out comes in because I want to be able to compete at an, a level that I'm okay with, mm-hmm. and you know, I gotta knock down these shots because right these women out here they want to fight. And I don't feel like. <laughs> They mostly just want to talk, but anyway. But yeah, so so I find little pockets like that. Just I feel with my commitments, they all end up running together. So when I can find those small little moments, like I can play the Sudoku like during the day. So I get little moments just in and of myself and do that. So, so that's been good. Um, and then even like building into that, I think like. I used to have just devotional time like in the morning mm-hmm. or like a designated time during the day. And this may be an excuse, a reason, however, however the listener wants to shape it. But I've been doing more of having conversations with Christ regularly throughout the day. That's good. So it may, so it may not be just like in the morning sitting having the devotional time and then going, it's like, okay, Lord, help me work through this. Lord, what do you, show me what you're saying. Like, why is this happening? How can I work through this? So it's, it's a continual conversation and engagement, uh, which leads, leans into your second point um, of why I've learned to depend on Christ. So I know there's been, I've had meetings, had situations, stuff come through my phone where it's just like lord do it you know like this is i can tell me what to say let me know how i need to show up how can i be a light in this space um that's not a drain on me and my responsibilities yeah so that depending on christ is necessary right paul says i can do so it it's not, he didn't say we can do or you can do. He said, I can. So mm-hmm. it was a personal testimony from him. And it, but it allows us to take these same words and apply it to our lives when we find ourselves in any type of circumstance. We can say, I, mm-hmm. I can. And so looking at, I can do all things through Christ, who at least I can do all things through Christ, uh, is saying that I'm depending on Christ to make sure whatever I'm doing is possible. And then you look at, in the sermon, you see the illustration of Steph Curry, 
um, yeah. who wrote on, who writes on his shoe Philippians four thirteen before every game, and uh, this is the scoring champion, not scoring champion, but a three point champion, the greatest three point shooter of all time. Give him his oh. give him his flowers because uh, <laughs> you don't want to, but give it to him. <laughs> I like Steph, right? I like Steph, but if he playing Giannis or LeBron, I'd rather go with Giannis or LeBron. But I really do like Steph. You feel me? Okay. Uh, he's Christian, right? And he's not ashamed to say he's Christian and things like that. Um, and and looking at he was the the story the article I found was saying how he was devastated how they lost against the Cavaliers because he was like yo I had this on my shoe I was believing I can do all things through Christ um, that strengthens me and somehow I still lost the game right he says uh, I'm read from a sermon says reading this made me a fan of Steph Curry because he understands that if anything is to happen in my life it must first go through Christ. If I'm going to accomplish anything, it must first go through Christ. Whatever we're doing in life, whatever we're handling handling in life, if we don't allow it to go through Christ, we're going to fail. And even when 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 you're with Christ and you don't win, like Steph said, he learned that even though he didn't win the game, he learned how to trust God even the more uh, because you can become content with losing when you know your failure is not final, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're, it's because you messed up and that does not mean it's over. Does not mean you, you can't change or you can't turn things around. And so three things I write in here to help us depend, depend on Jesus well and look, look to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always um, have our eyes on Christ um li- figuratively like where i'm going I- i'm looking towards christ for that direction then you got to listen to jesus mm-hmm. um through your through his word listen to his instructions and the actions be be listening requires action after instruction mm-hmm. and so after you've heard the instructions then you go about what you've heard him say and then you got to lean on jesus um uh, which means you're trusting him for everything that this is not for me. Everything I'm doing is for your will and your way. And I'm going to trust you uh, by leaning on you. And so that's how we learn how to just make sure everything that we're doing is through Christ. Yeah. Yep. And it's um, two, two notes with that, like with the step with Steph Curry. And I like that you used him as an example, because he is a Christian and he has this, um, he has the scripture, Philippians 4.13, on his shoes. And as at the top, and even at the top of the sermon, talking about fresh water from an old well, and Steph is showing, is reiterating that point as he's learning more about the scripture and what it what it means contextually. Um, so it it reiterates the fact that we need to continue to learn and stay in Christ because he's going to continue to reveal things to us. And what we think we know, we don't fully know, and we can always learn more. So I like that part. And then second, the, the look, listening and leaning, like th- that's where we need to, um, that's how we're going to stay equipped for this journey as we uh, focus on like growth in Christ. So yeah, my people don't dance. They just put up the hands and, do the rock away. Can you feel me? Lean back. 
um so i uh those are all the main questions that i had um but just um just kind of think like the more that i learn about paul like the more that i like the more interesting he becomes to me and i become like slightly fascinated with him um another like current example that i could think of is you know mayhem from allstate mm -hmm. um he he's a very interesting character like all of these random situations that he like gets in and he gets like beat up with all of it he continues to go back to the insurance he's continuing to lean on this insurance company that will support him and bring him back so then i think of paul who he's he's been um he's being rejected by christians he's been beat up he's in prison now and he's still continuing to preach the gospel and speak the good news so no matter what happens to him he continues to lean on god he's like mayhem doesn't blame the insurance company for what's happening to him he's like i got i got insurance paul's like i got god so i'm good mm. with all of that so thank you for continuing to share paul's life with, with that's us. what's up you might that might be in a sermon near you coming soon so thanks ct you're welcome i might have to give you a license to preach one of these days <laughs> oh i don't i don't know Woof. i don't know i think uh, i think I don't know if that's my calling. But we'll... I guess. <laughs> um, those are all the questions that I have. Do you have any pastoral points for the people? Yeah, just uh, with this journey called life um, and with these mental health issues, it's going back to the affirmations that we talked about. Um, I'm healed. I'm free. I'm committed. Then I got this. And the only way I can say I got this is by the strength of Jesus Christ that gives me strength for this journey. If I trust in him, if I lean on him, if I listen to him, if I look towards him, he's going to give me everything to handle life. And I know it's not easy overcoming mental um, distress, depression, anxiety, because um, I experienced some of the same stuff, right? Um, PTSD from being in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, but, and it hurts me to see my peers who went through the same combat trauma and they're really, really messed up mentally. You know, have all their limbs, but mentally they just can't function in normal society. And for me, it's only been by the grace of God that my intentionality and my commitment uh, to scripture reading, to Bible study, uh, to prayer, um, to leaning on God has helped me to be able to overcome those stresses. Now, I still have the anxiety sometimes with my chest get hot, you feel me, or uh -huh. it gets light or or starting to sweat, or and I still have nightmares or uh -huh. the depression when you think you're not good enough, right? When you, you, you could be, it's been some moments where I've, I know I've had a huge accomplishment and still feel as if I'm not good enough, mm. right? And um, and I've been there, and and I still visit those places sometimes. But my intentionality of saying this sermon series really helped me. I'm healed. 
I'm free. I'm committed. I got this. And I was saying that, you know, throughout the whole whole month of July, because July was a challenging month for for me. Um, and, and I'm just grateful um, for this sermon series myself. So if any help nobody else, it helped me. And I hopefully someone that is listening to this will be able to understand that it's all right to seek mental health counseling. It's all right to speak to yourself um, and affirm yourself because no matter what, you're good enough. Uh, even if no one accepted you for whatever reason, it's their fault, not yours. So that's all I want to leave people with. Well, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate your time. Um, thank you for those that are listening. Please continue to check out our website um, and this link for new content. Um, check out our website, mtzlife.com. Until then, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace. Ah.